Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. Offices open, my friends. Adam Rona's a lot of news today. A little football, a little baseball. Go through the tonight's slate, but uh, I don't know. Did you get did you see some uh some footnote, uh, Ian Rappaport, Todd Gurley, Bell Cal days, probably over. They come out and say it. Yeah, not surprised by this. You know, Todd Gurley is someone in early drafts that I really don't want. I've been avoiding. And, you know, the you could just see everything that happened last year. I was amazed in the playoffs how they really didn't use him. And it's not like C.J. Anderson was great. So I knew there was an issue there. It's the playoffs, man. You're going for a Super Bowl. You don't sit out your best player unless there's clearly something wrong. And there was something wasn't right. You're hearing the arthritis issue. They went out and drafted Henderson in the third round. Whenever you draft a running back in the third round, it usually means you have big plans for them. We've seen running backs get devalued in the draft. So I know we haven't really had any definitive news, but all the signs, sometimes you have to read things, and it's they're basically telling us, yeah, we're not going to give this guy 25, 30 touches a game. Uh, he might only get 10 to 12, and they're going to have to have a maintenance program to keep him healthy. So there's definitely a big concerns for Gurley now, and you're really starting to see it now. He's starting to fall down draft boards, and really is going to be interesting to see how far he falls. That was my next question, because I'm sitting here and saying, as you're, ta- as you're talking to me, I'm saying to myself, Am I taking Todd Gurley in round one? I don't think I can. Now, look, I, I can't just take one, one piece of news from Ian Rappaport as, as the Bible, right? Because, uh, I mean, he's good, but he's, I don't always trust him 100%. But, uh, I mean, I trust Schefter more. But my point is, I don't know. I mean, I, there's 12 picks in the first round. When you get that kind of news, you're in Las Vegas. You have pick 11. You taking Todd Gurley? Oh, no chance. I wouldn't do it now. Now, obviously, a lot's going to change between now and then. But people are doing best ball drafts right now. Even people are doing some of our uh, online championship drafts. So it does count. Obviously, some like to wait, but I'm passing on them right now. I don't want the headache. I don't want to risk it. And look, if it works out for someone who takes them in round two or early round three and he's fine, uh, you know, good for them. It doesn't mean that I'm going to lose. It's not going to help me, but right now I'm passing on him. I just think it's not even the news that came out today. I felt like this way the last two weeks just on everything I said, where you have to just read into things. And, I mean, think about it. So he went through the whole year, had all those touches, and then all of a sudden in the playoffs, he couldn't play. And now you think that it's going to get better this year? Well, Henderson just went in the ninth round of our draft. I wanted him. I thought that was a good pick. In in fact, I think in other best ball drafts, I think he's going in round six. Now, obviously, ours is a little different because the two quarterbacks that we start, the two tight ends, so it's different. But I absolutely wanted him in that round. I was definitely going to take him. And I, and I figured he wasn't going to make it back. And that's what happens. When you pick 12, you know certain guys are not going to make it back. But if he would have made it to me, he, I would have absolutely taken him with no hesitation. 
Yeah, I guess I guess you yeah. have to. I mean, look, we know he's a third round pick, and right now, third round picks for running backs is almost like I don't want to say first round picks, Adam, but I'll, I'll call them second rounders, right? You take a guy in the third round, that's almost like taking him in the old days in the second round. That means you really like him. Yeah, that means you have plans for him. Now, you know, it's also not a lock that he's the guy. I mean, I think he is, and obviously a lot of the fantasy community thinks he is. think it's Malcolm Brown? Uh, I mean, it, I don't think so. But John he, Kelly? He is no, there. You're, ta- you're taking that dude in the third round because you're not happy with the other guys. You see something here. Yeah, it could be that, or you – I mean, you probably – it has to be that you really think he's one of the most talented running backs in the draft to do it because yeah. you're a Super Bowl contender, you hope – and you have to have other needs. Remember, their offensive line took a hit, too. They lost some linemen, so even that's a question mark. But, yeah, they clearly have some plans. Well, if Gurley's out for any length of time, let's, let's just let's – just, I'll be but positive But even if he's not out, okay, let's say okay. – Yeah, let's, no, let's, say, let's say Henderson doesn't play that much and Gurley gets a lot of run, right? He gets 25 carries a game. Let's say Gurley gets injured at that point, right? Let's say it finally happens. That's a big injury like last year. You're going to go with Malcolm Brown? You're going to need Henderson. You need a viable backup. Yeah, and the other thing is, is okay, maybe Gurley plays, but he only gets 10 to 13 touches. They go, you know what? We cannot overwork him. We have to make sure we have a plan here with maintenance, and that's, and that's the other factor is, okay, maybe Gurley's fine, but he doesn't get the workload what, how, for why people were taking him number one overall last year for the most part and, at, you know, top three. So that's the other thing to take into consideration is, yeah, we might not see Gurley miss any time, but we will see his touches go down. Fantasy-wise, one of my biggest, I don't want to call it pet peeves, but something that, that alarms me the most, why I don't draft the Todd Gurleys of the world, I'll tell you. I don't want to have to get Henderson earlier than, than everybody else. It's one of the reasons I didn't want Le'Veon Bell last year. Because you had to I, take very I had to take Connor, and I did. In one of the online championships that I did very well in, I took Connor early, right? But I, I didn't want to have to do it. I don't like to ha- look, I don't like to, to have to do anything at him in life, right? I don't ever like to be told to have to do something. But I really feel like when you take Gurley, you must come home with Henderson. If you don't, you've just screwed up your draft. Yeah, and you just don't like taking two running backs from the same team in the first five rounds. You don't want to do that. And Henderson will be, I think, by the time we're in Vegas. I really do. I don't know whether fifth, but sixth for sure. If it's not the fifth round, it's it, seventh is too late. Just mark that down. I think it's going to be the fifth. Doc, we're sitting here on June 4th, and the guys rising up draft boards. We still have three months to go for <laughs> Vegas, man. This is crazy. So... You know, I guess the other way to look at it is you go, okay, when does Gurley become a value? Because right now his fantasy value is plummeting. We haven't even had training camp yet, and he's already dropping down draft boards. I think you're going to see him go in the third round of drafts now. You have to ask yourself, okay, when is it time to pounce? And right now I'm I'm just worried. Like there's no – where's the – I know we haven't had a definitive report saying anything really, but where is there any positive news – regarding Gurley is there right. anything positive no right no now? you haven't heard from a coach you haven't heard from the player you haven't heard from an agent nobody said Gurley feels great he's he's got feels like he can run uh, like he used to back in the college days and he's going to get 25 carries a game haven't heard that yeah I just think it's a it's really a bad situation right now and there's probably going to be a few people on the other side who'll say well there's nothing definitive and this is all speculation I'll take Gurley and it might work out for you but 
You know, the, the thing is, you don't want to. Didn't we say at the time when Jeff Ratcliffe took Gurley, we said that was a bad oh, pick? Oh, yeah. Well, we yeah, said it was I, a bad pick. I, will, I, will, I, I had 12. If Gurley was there, I wouldn't have taken him. I wouldn't have. I don't blame you. I was shocked, and I'm not blaming Jeff because Jeff's a good player, but I was shocked he took Gurley over Bell, Gordon. I told you at the time I would have taken Gordon. I don't know how you take – how do you take Gurley over Gordon? You can't do – and then let me just say this. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to yell at Jeff Ratcliffe. I, you know what? I changed my mind. As much as like Jeff, I'm going to come back here. How do you not take Henderson in round eight? You have Gurley in round one. You're telling me you're going to take James White over Henderson? That's not good fantasy football play right there. It's not good. Yeah, I think especially with the news that has come out, uh, I would have done again. I would have taken him in that round, and I don't even have Gurley. So right. So that's what I'm saying. So when you have Gurley, you can't not get Henderson. You can't not get him. And don't tell me James White's that good because as much as I like James White, you've got Burkhead, you've got Damian Harris, you've got Sony Michelle. There's a there's a cluster going on there. In, in New England. Well, here is Jay Glazer, who is really good. He doesn't good. do as much reporting anymore, but he was spot on with the Beckham stuff. So this is a, a, something he wrote. It is a concern. The sky isn't falling, but even now they're being smart about it. It did swell up on him last year. This is a knee that has had wear and tear. Eventually, you're going to factor this in, especially with them having to sit him down the stretch last year. It's not all doom and gloom, but it's definitely something you have to monitor and be prepared for in case the thing blows up on him again. Right. I see. I think it's the latter part. What, that was my point about taking Henderson in round three. It's not that you need to play him this year, but you might. And if it blows up, you need to have a backup plan. And that was Henderson was the backup plan, God forbid. And this was from Michael Lombardi. He said, Gurley's knee was a medical concern coming out of Georgia. Most of the NFL was in shock when the Rams gave him that huge deal on a second contract, not because of talent, rather because of his knee. Right. Right? No. And look, I think what you do is you ride the player as long as you can. You ride him because when he's good, man, I don't know if there's many better in the league. He may be the best. For, for Maybe the best. I don't know. Saquon may be better. But certainly top five, right? But you, you, I think at some point you've got to roll with him. I don't know. I think you, you, I guess you could preserve him, but preserving him, I don't, I don't think guys like Gurley are not, don't run well preserved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so more saying, touches, the better. Right. So you, if he had 12 touches a game, 12 to 14, if you knew that train wreck. Yeah. It's like Derrick Henry. I never want to see a box score with Derrick Henry getting Gurley 12. can catch the ball, though. He'll, I he'll understand still, that. He'll still but get uh, be a big part, I think, of the passing game. Then I mean, if he, he, I need he 20 touches. When Derrick Henry gets 12 touches, I know the Titans lose. Well, because that guy needs 25. But he's also not catching the football like Gurley. Like, Gurley could have 12 touches. Four of them could be receptions for 50 yards. No, that's true. But my point is, the more the more, the more – I was with Eric Dickerson when we were in Vegas. And I said – uh, Ed, I go, dude. How much? How many touches was perfect for you? And he goes, the more the better. The more I had, the better I played. I believe that about these runners. I think Todd Gurley with twelve carries gets me thirty-seven yards. Nah, it was that, that's like three yards per carry. Okay, so maybe gets me forty. I'll go crazy, fifty-seven yards. And then he goes four for thirty. You thrilled about those twelve points? Well, it depends where you drafted him. I mean, then okay, but still, I'll give him twelve points a game. That's not an unfair comment. You're not taking him obviously in the first round. So okay, say you are doing best ball drafts now. So it's not your big money leagues. You're you're doing drafts like right. 
I, where third, do you take him? third round. That's fair. I think, you know, I wouldn't do it every draft. Like, if he's there every time, I'm like, okay, I'm not doing this. But Late if I, third, not if, even early third. If I did late a, third. If I did a couple and he's sitting there, I might take a shot. Just saying, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is fine. But the bottom line is here. Can every, I tell you what I would do? I, I'll tell you what I'd do. I would try to take Henderson in round four or five if I did that. In okay. best ball. To cover myself. Right. So this and I, I, I would take him in best ball way before I would take him in a seasonal. Well, that could also work positive in two ways because if Gurley is fine then hey you got one of the best backs in football right if he is limited on his touches and gets 12 to 15 you don't know Henderson's probably going to get 8 to 10 to 10 to 12 I mean they split so now you got two guys in a really good offense that are producing for you which is great in a best ball league but it's right. not in a regular league I won't touch Gurley in Vegas I won't he is radioactive to me dude radioactive but I in best ball agree. he could give me four good weeks and the thing is, it could be even worse in three months because right. I don't think I don't think he's playing in the pre. Did they? I thought I saw they said he's not playing in the preseason. He's not right? touching up by November. This guy's chopped me. He's I not mean, getting look, better as the season look, goes on. Here's the thing, okay? For those people who are, are really optimistic on Todd Gurley right now and think like, "Oh, this is bull. This is all talk." We saw it last year. I mean, he didn't play in the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl barely. And they had two weeks. And that's with everything on the line. You know how many guys would gut it out just to play in the Super Bowl and say, you know what? I'm in pain, but this is what I play for. But they for. couldn't risk it. They couldn't right? risk it with but him. But that's what I'm saying. It was su- To me, that is such a bad sign. If, he he was, if it was go. reversed, if he was C.J. Anderson, they would have rolled him out. If he was on a one-year deal, Gurley was playing. Right. Because, but they invested so much yeah, that they couldn't, couldn't risk, risk him going no. out there and then, you know, permanently out being a year. done. Permanently being done. But it's crazy how quickly Gurley went from like the number one pick in Dynasty to now we don't even want him. That's how quickly this changes, man. And why you always should go for it in Dynasty. Well, right. You know, you know I'm out there in Dynasty, two to three years maximum. Two to three years max, because who knows what's going to happen in the NFL, and especially with running backs, man. Yeah. There's shell. I mean, look at this. It's Todd Gurley. He's 24. Look how good he's been, and now we don't even know. But didn't he future. have? A, he did have medical issues back in college. Yes, he did. This isn't Saquon, who is you know a picture of health. Right. I mean, there were signs there, but he's been relatively healthy the last couple of years until last year. I mean, and he. It's crazy because he had 115 yards against the Cowboys, and then. You know, no, but his co- first year, didn't I get Gurley in, like, round six? Uh, Wasn't he injured? He was slightly injured his very first year? I think so, right? I'm trying yeah, to remember now. he was, because I remember I, we got, I was with Kick. Kick and I had a team together, and George, and we were, like, second overall, and we took Gurley in round six. And he dropped because people are worried about some injury that he had. Right. can't remember anymore, but it was something like that. Yeah, and then he had a history history uh, to a Georgia. Yeah, right. So it's like, look, the guy is phenomenal. He is phenomenal. I just think you, you, you cannot take him any earlier than the end of round two. Round three is the only time that I could even discuss it. I can't discuss it. Yeah, and I'm just passing for now. Again, if I do multiple drafts, and I will, I'll do a bunch of best ball drafts. Maybe in one, if he's there, round three, I'll say, okay, you know what? I'll take a shot here. Because, again, you know, we have strong opinions and stances, and we're going to be wrong on some of them. So, obviously, everyone, I think most people right now are just really worried about Gurley, right? So, if everyone has that sentiment, he's going to fall, and you have to decide. Now, if there's big money on the line, I'm not touching him. Oh, for sure. But for I'll, sure. but in a best ball draft, if, you know, I say, all right, you know what? He's falling here. 
maybe I'll take a shot in case I'm wrong. Maybe he's fine. Maybe he's maybe he averages 15 touches per game, and that's that works for him. But I just don't see how this is going to get better. The only way it will is rest, and he's been resting, and he's not going to perform in OTAs. He's probably not going to be in the preseason. I don't see how this gets better. Yeah, it doesn't get better. I think when you're drafting Gurley now, you're drafting on name. You are, and hope. You're and praying. Name and hope, right. Because, there's, look, there's always a dude in your league who's like, it's pick 10, Todd Gurley's there? All right, I'll Todd Gurley, right? He'll be fine. And then that, then the guy ends up making a terrible pick. Here, oh, I just saw this. This is good, Doc. Terrell Davis said mm. today, uh, or was it yesterday, I fear that this is the beginning of the end of Todd Gurley because he had a similar situation. So he said there's something going on with his knee and it's not well. He's been in that situation before. He's looking at Todd. He watched him last year, and they kept saying he's fine. It's on us. We didn't get him the ball. Anyone who believed that, come on, Doc. You know I said it at the time, man. No, like, but if, if there's anybody who knows, right. it's a guy who's done it before, who's experienced it. These guys get it. I mean, Terrell Davis has gone through it all. But, but you did say it last year. Look, I didn't agree with you. I thought he was going to have a good Super Bowl. I remember thinking the over and the prop bet was going to be good. Yo, see, the only thing that I backed off on was he wasn't on the injury report. I'm like, this is not right. Because you can get in real trouble for that, especially with the betting aspect. But you don't sit your best guy out. You don't give him touches if there's not a problem. I mean, not in the Super Bowl. Not no in the, way. How many times can you make a Super you know, Bowl in your career? Sh- how many times guys would shoot up, do whatever it takes, painkillers to get out there for that one game to try and get a ring? And think right. about it. They were in this game. If Gurley was healthy, who knows? No, it's got to be that. I mean, they had too much of an investment in him. I'm convinced if he was a one-year contract guy, he's playing because they'll just cut him. Yeah, Can't cut Todd Gurley. Look, the signs are there. Sometimes you just have to have common sense. All right, Adam, I got a guy for you who in football I think is a guy worth trading for right now. Who is he? I will let you know the name of this player when full-time fantasy returns right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 
Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, we're back. We're full-time fantasy. Do me a favor. I'm very proud. I don't know if you've seen this, Adam. The Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Have you seen all these great names who are joining us on the Full-Time Fantasy Network doing podcasts? If you want to get your football information, you know where to go, Ronas. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up. It feels like there's new names being added every day. So I know uh, Fantasy Taz uh, sent like a spreadsheet with everything. So I'm He did, like, thank God. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. thank God he sent the spreadsheet. But, I mean, it's, it's a lot of shows and our friends. So Jim Day's doing a podcast. We've got uh, podcasts out, Face-Off podcast. Uh, Bob Lung, our, our friend, Mr. Consistency, is doing a podcast. So it's uh, the Fantasy Takeaway. Uh, just It's an exciting time to be part of what we're doing here at uh, Full-Time Fantasy. Yeah, so there's a ton of guys, and we'll uh, begin to have some of these guys on the show as well. Uh, obviously, Bob Lung, familiar with. We work with him. He actually, Bob came on, the, on the, this show when, during football season last year when he was at uh, 7 p.m. quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, I see Andy Singleton, uh, Singletary, who I know from New York. In the is that area. Mike Singletary's uh, son? No. I, oh, okay. I, I think when you see him, you'll be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you look nothing like Michael Sing- Mike Singletary. <laughs> Bob Lung, though, is I got to give Bob credit. First of all, he's a really nice guy. He's like one of the nicest guys I know. Secondly, he came up with this idea about the consistency. And he it's like he's like Chick-fil-A. You know, they don't do burgers. They don't do hot dogs. Chick-fil-A does chicken. Bob Lung does consistency, and he does it really well. Yeah, and he's, uh, you know, put out a book, I think, on Amazon on it. And yeah. Yeah, he's uh, found a niche for himself, and it's worked out well. So uh, glad that he can do that. And, uh, you know, I think that is important, too, to look at consistency. I think it's another tool that you can gauge because you know a lot of times we're and i hate this too and you have to be careful with it like oh, this guy finishes the rb6 last year okay if it was what if it was boosted by just three big games and the rest of the games were like not great you have to look at that stuff and you know points per game and and look at them because you do want consistency you know we talk about a lot of boom bust players which are obviously better in best ball but you don't want we've had this discussion before. You don't want a guy to get 27 one week and four the next. Right. I, I think I think that with consistency, it's it's underrated. I think that's what I always felt with Bob, right? Like, you know, Bob is right. Consistency in a weekend. weekend and I use that when, I, when I'm doing these, uh, I'm doing these question articles, Adam. I don't know if you've seen any of them where I'm raising a question about players. And a lot of my questions are, can this guy consistently produce each week? You know, those the, the guys like Larry Fitzgerald, you know, Ian Ritchie, uh, you know, our boss at Full-Time Fantasy, he, goes, he calls them like uh, slot, slot machine guys. He wants guys that just pay off a little bit every week. And if you do that, you can win. Right. And, you know, Fitzgerald's a guy for, you know, later in his career hasn't been flashy. And, you know, even last year, I mean, last year was a disappointment, I think, because of the offense. Um, but, you know, you, and we, I think we kind of knew it was going to come because of the change of coach, quarterback, and all that offensive line. Uh, 
But I think if this offense plays like we think it will and goes up tempo and runs a lot of plays, you know, he could bounce back. I mean, it was just two years ago that Fitzgerald had 109 receptions. Oh, look, I think this offense may be one of the most underrated in the league. I think the biggest problem I'm going to have on this offense is that I'm not sure there's going to be one guy you can key on. Because that's, that's really how Kingsbury's offenses work. Between Fitzgerald, you, you think Fitzgerald is going to get the most targets because he's Larry Fitzgerald. But, I mean, Butler is a size mismatch on the outside. Isabella is lightning quick. Uh, Christian Kirk has got very good hands. I could see all these guys going between 45 and 75 catches. Yeah, I think the one I like the most is Kirk, if I had to pick one. He may be the one I like the most. Hmm. See, I think Fitzgerald's going to have to have the most because he's Fitzgerald. You but think? The after that, because he, he's, I think that out of every 10 balls, he gets four. I mean, obviously, some will go to David Johnson. Right. right. So let's say Johnson gets two. Fitzgerald gets four. That means the rest of the guys split four. No, so Perk someone on last year, man. And now with an improved quarterback uh, in the system, uh, I think he's, he's the guy that I like the most here in this, in, of the receivers. I think Butler's going to surprise people because he's a guy that you can chuck it up and he'll come down with it. There's something to that. You know, I think Kyler Murray's going to like that. He yeah. may not be a big reception guy, but he may be a touchdown guy. Yeah, they're an interesting offense to try and figure out with the receivers. I think it's going to be one of those offenses that week to week, you know, as much as I like Arizona, I may not own many of these guys on this offense, except for Mariam Johnson. Those guys I can trust. Right, because you know their role is solidified. Right, right after that. Look, getting it right, this may be a DFS nightmare. The week you have Isabella is the week that Kirk goes off. The week you have Kirk is the week that Butler scores two touchdowns. The week you have Butler, Fitzgerald goes seven for 90. Yeah, this is an offense that uh, you want to get right. <laughs> right. Because there's a lot of value here. So, but let me camp. give you a name. Can I give you yeah. a name? Can mm -hmm. I give you a name? I want to give you a name from the last segment. I think people are snoozing on Duke Johnson. I'm going to tell you why. First of all, he's going to be in Cleveland for eight weeks because they are not trading him yet. There's no way Cleveland trades Duke Johnson now. They don't need to. Secondly, they will trade him. And then he's going to go somewhere and be great because Duke Johnson is a very good player. So I'm actually thinking, because I'm up on the clock, I think Duke Johnson's got some value in this league for me. Yeah, they actually, did you see his comments today? What did he say, get me out of here? I hate this place. No, he was basically saying he still does want to be traded. And, you know, he feels like, I guess, they weren't loyal. And right. someone asked him, well, if they come to you and say, we are, you're the guy, he's going to be like, no, I heard that before. And loyalty is a two-way street, and it's not there. He's like, I'm not, it's not, it's not like I'm not going to play hard if I'm here. Still going to play hard, but sounds like he doesn't want to be there. The, see, now, the interesting thing is they may not trade Duke because Kareem Hunt's on a one-year deal. And if Kareem Hunt is not in the long-range plans, you need Duke to back up Chubb. Uh, the thing is, though, I think when Hunt is ready to go, you get him involved. I mean, otherwise, why bring him in? Yeah, but you sign him next year. That's what I'm saying. That's why you can't trade Duke. Mm. Well, okay, so you're, what happens when Hunt comes back? To Duke? Hunt plays, and Duke and then, sits, and you have a yeah. pissed-off Duke. Uh, yeah, that's the issue. Duke drops a dookie on the sideline. He's yeah. pissed. <laughs> Duke is <laughs> dropping deuces on the Browns. Doo-doo Brown. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. So then what happens is, right, you hold them on the sideline and you say, look, I know you're miserable, but we're not resigning Kareem Hunt and you're back in the fold next year on a championship team. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how your response to that. It's it's tough because there's it's easy to say be professional about it. But when you're somewhere and you're not happy, it doesn't matter. It affects your work, affects your job. It really does. And he's just not happy with the situation there after they signed Kareem Hunt. So he said he's going to do his job if they decide to keep him around, but he wants to go somewhere else. I don't blame him. That's why I think I like I think he's interesting because if he does get traded, I love the value. Love it. Don't like it. Love it. Doesn't it depend on where he goes, though? I mean, but I guess you're you're saying if the team is trading for him, they have plans to utilize him. Absolutely, because he's a really good receiving running back. He is. I mean, he's really good. He's not just good. He's really good. All right, hold on a second. We've me- never been able to see his true ability because he's never. Are you really telling me that opportunity? He couldn't go to the Bengals. And Jim Bernard is not long term. He could. He the Bills. He could go to the Broncos. He could go to the Buccaneers and be their best guy right now. Yeah, the, but that'd be interesting, Tampa, because they nah. didn't do anything, and it's re, it's Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber there. How about Dallas, backing up Zeke? Mm, oh my God, backing they can him use up him. though. The thing is, I don't. How heavily involved would he be there? I mean, Zeke's pretty much a guy that plays 80 percent of the snaps. All right, how about for the Jaguars? You really want Alfred Blue when you could have Duke? How about for the Lions? I I'm, think, just giving, I'm just giving you teams. I How about the Buff- Panthers? I think Buffalo is a good one. Buffalo is a very good one. Well, the, no, Buffalo I know they, ha- they have a lot of running yeah. backs, but we but don't. But Yeldon, you have Yeldon. You don't need Duke. Yeah, I mean, maybe McCoy gets cut, possibly. They've been talking about that. I mean, well, not the Raiders don't need him. The Rams don't need him. The Ravens don't need him. The Redskins don't need him. The Saints? Nah, they, they got Kamara and Murray. How about the Texans? Yeah, Texans, Texans could use him. Yep. Oh, that's a nice fit right there. That is a good fit. That's a good one. That's why Mi- I would want to see him go. Yeah, Miller and Foreman run the f- first and second, first and second down. Duke comes in at all third downs. Boom. And I'll give you another one. How about one that nobody will come up with? How about the Vikings? Because he plays a lot like Dalvin Cook anyway. So, and when Cook is off the field, you bring Duke on. It's the same type of player. Yeah, they just drafted what Madison, right? Madison. Yeah. I mean, Madison's good, but I mean, what do you expect him to do this year? No, look, I think Johnson could be useful in a lot of on a lot of teams. I mean, we two years ago, seventy four receptions. We know what he can do in the passing game, and he's not that terrible runner. I think Dukey in Texas, dude. Yeah, that's didn't, a good he, one. didn't he play? Didn't he play in uh, Oklahoma State? Miami. Oh, Duke was Miami. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I always think it's interesting to see these, uh, you know, whether we could prognosticate where these guys go. We're almost no, normally wrong. Yeah. It's like some team out of nowhere is like, wait a second, what? Then why are they getting go? <laughs> All right. By the way, I'm on the clock in this uh, FF Champs uh, 75 touch uh, quarterback league and 38 tight end league. All right. Any of these tight ends catch your fancy? Kyle Rudolph. Look, we're to the point now where they're all. I'm not taking nah. Greg Olson. I'm not taking Tyler like Eifert. Do you like Jimmy Graham? Mm, nah, I don't. I don't really. I don't really like any of these tight ends. I hate Jimmy Graham. All right, How, Jason Witten's older than I am. How? All right, I got a guy for you, Ronus. Chris Herndon. I mean, he's not bad. Uh, it's a terrible pick here, right? Shouldn't I be taking him five rounds from now? Well, I mean, when you look at the other players on the board. <laughs> 
there's some uh, some other good players at other positions. That's I know thing. that's the problem. The problem is that that position is putrid. Yeah, well, since you don't have one, you basically said I'm punting tight end. I honestly, I think, I, I think I have to at this point. I think I have to look for like guys like Tyler Higby and uh, Ian Thomas and hope that Greg Olson gets injured. Yeah, I, look, I think in this league, you're probably going to have a weakness somewhere. It's a good group, and it's a different format, so you're probably going to have a weakness somewhere. It's probably going to be difficult to come out balanced. You know, there are a few teams that only have two quarterbacks, including me. There's some teams that, uh, I'm trying to think, oh, there are a couple with two tight ends. You like Kareem Hunt here? Well, you are going for the, uh, the boomer busting <laughs> with Tyreek Hill. So. I don't think I can have two of them. <laughs> Well, you know he's coming back after eight games. So how, how about Duke Johnson? Yeah, you know you got at least eight games. You hope, or he gets traded to a better situation potentially. You like Nyam Hines? Um, not really in this format. How about the guy I gave you before? How about Foreman? Could he be legit? If he's healthy, I mean, that's a tough injury to come off of. But look, Lamar Miller is not impressive uh, at all. And he's just keeps surviving uh, after the draft. Once again, he's a winner for now because they really don't. Because they didn't add else. anybody. Yeah. But maybe they didn't add anybody because could, they had Foreman. Could be. Um, I really haven't seen anything. I know you were giving me some updates on him because I haven't really seen anything about him recently. How about, I mean, there's really nobody I like. Man, he played one game last year. Wow. Foreman? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's bad. I mean, the best player out there right now is Sterling Shepard. He, he is clearly the best player out there. Yeah, and 36 receivers have been taken. So what's your point? I'm just saying, yeah. I mean, he's one of the top receivers left. Right. I mean, he's clearly the best player. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. All right, I guess I'll take him. All right, I just took him. Ugh. I don't feel good about that. Why? Because I think I need a running back and tight ends. Yeah, well, at the same time, let's see. So you got five receivers now. You start four in a flex, so. Well, two flex. Right. All these guys are going to start. Right. Most weeks, you hope. Yeah, yeah. It's not an injury. But I will come back and take a running back in the next pick. Yeah, which you got two picks to go and then you, so. Well, Taz is pretty fast. That's why I, I, I like picking around Jim because he's fast. Lightning yeah, quick. Yeah, he's usually on top of everything, and he probably realizes right now he's on. Right, which I like that. So maybe I'll have another pick before this, uh, the end of the show. Um, but, my guess is yes, you will. Yeah. yeah. Don't, you, don't you hate? See, that's the problem with this draft. I think this draft, for the most part, has been very good. A lot of big names in this league. But there are certain people that we're waiting on longer than others. Yes. I find that to be the case, too. I mean, Should we call them out? No. Oh, come on. Well, I don't want to. You can. No, no. <laughs> that is a nice guy. No, no, actually, you know what I really think it is? I think it's that the fact that we're all spread out around the United States. Yeah, I think there's a few people here on the West Coast, right? Right. So I think Matt Harmon is West Coast. I think Liz Lowe's Liz is, I know is, West Coast, right? is West Coast. You know, uh, Bob so is in New Mexico. Right. So, you know, it, like Liz, I think, was on the clock last night, and it was 10 o'clock Eastern, but she didn't make a pick until, I don't know, late. So I can't blame her. She's got she, you know, wife with the kids and stuff like that. But, you know, that's what happens. If we're all East Coast, it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's it's not, not terrible. My friend is following it, and he's like, damn, this draft is slow. I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're, we're around 10, 24 rounds. As long as we get it done by, like, next week, 
I think we're good. Did I tell you about that one league that I'm in, the uh, Sirius XM uh, Dynasty League? We were done with six rounds in less than a week. Yes, I think you did. Yeah. We just flew through it. Phew. It was great. It was great because you had to check the computer every five minutes. It was great. Yeah, trade offers fine. I think most people like that. They want the draft to move quickly. But I think you have to understand when it is a slow draft and it's a six-hour clock and the timer shuts off overnight, you got to understand there are going to be periods, no matter how frustrating it is, where it could take someone a while. You never know what people have going on. That's true. All right, let's turn very quickly to fantasy baseball. We will talk about the night slate in the next segment. I promise you that. But Adam, I know, is excited to see, very excited because I know him well is that the Yankees are true favorites for Dallas Keuchel. Does that surprise you? No, uh, I think it's them and the Braves is what I saw. So the uh, Yankees have the money. They always do. And obviously uh, with Luis Severino's future, or at least this year, we're still not sure about it. You know, I'm still concerned about him, whether he comes back and how effective will be. And they don't even need Keuchel to be great. They just need five innings from him, especially when you get to the postseason, because their bullpen is so strong. Uh, and even if it takes Kyle some time to get ready, the Yankees can withstand it. I mean, they've overcome all these injuries. They're still in first place. So that's the thing, too. With other teams, you're going to need Keiko to come in right away and be good. The Yankees don't need him to. They, they can say, take your time. Right. They, so can even, know they can even bring him back and pitch him for three innings. For, uh, you know, a, for a start or two. No, the, Yan- the Yankees put him in the best situation to take his time and not feel rushed and then have a successful run in the playoffs because you know the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, the Braves, the, the Braves probably can because the key for the Braves here is they're going to preserve a lot of these young arms. Uh, people forget, you know, Soroka is going to, ha- they're going to have to watch his innings uh, free all these guys because they're all young. Uh, they all, you know, Soroka had the shoulder, so they're a team that they could bring Tukey into the rotation if they have to. Uh, they could bring Newcomb back. So the problem is that they're going to be – they need all these games because they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're fighting for the division, fighting for the wild card in a bunched-up National League. The American League teams have a little bit more breathing room. Mm, that's true. That's true. All right, when we come back, I promise you that we're going to get to the night slate in DFS. It's going to be – yesterday was a very light slate. Tonight's very heavy. We're full-time fantasy. We'll be back right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker. 
leaving the range or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free Free bets of up to $1,000 today. All right, if you want two risk free wagers up to $1,000, go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID, that's G-R-I-D, and you get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Rams minus three and they cover the spread by, by seven points, you receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com backslash grid enter the promo code grid G-R-I-D and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. So Adam Ronis, two more draft picks go in this draft. I don't take Chris Herndon. And sure enough, Taz takes Cortland Sutton and Chris Herndon. Ugh. Yeah, that happens. We always do this. We sit there and we go, oh, do I want this guy? Mm, I don't know. And then, like, the next guy tapes him and we go, damn, maybe I should have taken him. I know. It's, it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, I don't know. I don't like anything here. I just really don't like anything. And if I take a tight end here, it's clearly for the position, not for the player. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, the 16 tight ends off the board right now, and it looks like everyone has at least one except you. Well, let me ask you a question here. Why is Kyle Rudolph bad? Why is he bad? Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there was talk that he could be traded. I mean, That's not he, bad if he goes to well, uh, New England. You would love yeah. to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. His game has declined a little bit the last couple of years. The Vikings also are a team that seems like they want to go run heavy now. Uh, you have Diggs and Thielen who command targets. So that he was a big touchdown guy, or not big, but seven and eight for a, a tight end are pretty good. And he only had four last year. And you got Alvin Cook healthy. So I think most of the touchdowns go to Cook, Diggs, Thielen. But isn't there a big drop-off after him, though? I mean, Olsen, you can't count on Olsen anymore, right? No, to me, he's risky. I mean, isn't he like 87 years old? Well, you can't. Yeah, his health is a big problem. Right, and he, and Eifert you can't count on, Graham you can't count on, Jason Witten you can't count on. Well, yeah, that's where we are. We're in the range right now of these tight ends where... Maybe Rudolph is the last of the not disgusting guys. Well, yeah, I guess it's him or you could shoot for the up, upside with Hawkinson, but we know that rookie tight ends are volatile. All right, I'm literally taking Kyle Rudolph. I'm vomiting in my mouth right now. <laughs> Excuse me, I need to get You're basically taking the highest tight end off the board. I did. I should have taken Herndon last pick, but I just... I'm not upset I took Sterling Shepard. I, I can't be upset at that, right? But no, Rudolph, no, no, no. I mean, he's a, he's a great player, but Rudolph is like, I'm taking the player just for the position. Oh, I hate that. I hate that, dude. I hate it. Not doing it again. So You know what? Now that I have Rudolph, I don't care who I get after that. At least I have one guy who actually starts. And if he gets traded to New England... I will be the happiest man out there. 
Oh, yeah, you will, definitely. Because it is with, possible, right? It is possible. I mean, again, they, when they drafted, was it Irv Smith, right? Yeah, right. Irv Smith, who's pretty good, man. Yeah. So, I mean, and, there's and been I think, much, wait, but, also because it's Rudolph is in a contract year, correct? Right. That's so, why, when there's so. smoke, there's fire, you know, maybe uh, all this stuff. And now that Ben Watson is. Uh, well, they knew boy. that. New England knew that he was, when they signed him, they knew right. that. I guess because he. I guess he was taking some uh, testosterone that I guess some players, uh, I was reading some of it because everyone could to jump down his throat, but it was said something about players often take that after retirement to get back to some regular levels. And right. I guess he apparently was set to retire and decided to come back. So they knew that and he'd be out four games. But again, he's, he's 39, right? 38, 39. I don't I, honestly Rudolph to the Patriots makes, makes sense. so much it sense. It does. And then you, and you know, you don't have, you're not going to pay him. Yeah, um, so Nathan much sense. You use him for one year. You get him with Brady. He'll be and rigid. maybe you do get, and maybe you sign him for a two-year deal after that because Brady wants to play for a couple more years. Yeah, especially if they feel like he has something left and they have a good rapport. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. I think again, if you drafted Rudolph already, you want that to happen. Right. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not happy. Can Can you tell? Can you tell I'm not happy? I think though that's how you're going to feel in a draft where you start two tight ends if you don't get one of the top ones and I really wanted Austin Hooper because I think he's safe and then he went and then I thought of Herndon because I thought he was safe and at this point I, I was literally looking at like Hawkinson I think Hawkinson would have been there by the time I picked next after this pick yeah I don't know I'm not sure um I you know you don't think tight ends are going to start going in this next little uh I, I picked 23 picks from now Oh, so wait, you think Hawkinson will make it back or won't? No, will not won't. Yeah, he probably won't. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I, I thought you said he would. And I'm oh like, no, I'm second. saying guys like Hawkinson won't. won't. So that's why I had to get a guy here. Right. Yeah. I know. I kind of, I you know, picking on the end, and you're basically picking on the end too. Sometimes you, you make a judgment and it doesn't work out, and then we just saw uh, Washington go uh, after you. Oh, James Washington. James Washington from Pittsburgh, yeah. 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 I don't love that pick. I think there were better receivers out there. Uh, but in best ball, it's interesting because he could have five the big games. The big games, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think consistently. This is, see, that's a pick. I have to change my mindset and remember where I'm playing. Best ball, I like it. Redraft, I'm not interested. Right, because you could get four to six big games from him. Right. And, and then that obviously helps you in that given week. Right. Whereas Shepard, I love in a, in, a, in a redraft league, but in best ball, I think he's going to give me like 15 a week. Right. So he'll give you that consistency you want in redraft, but in best ball, you're probably not going to get like a 30-point week that really stands out. No, but my guess is I'm going to use his score every week. Right, because it'll be a steady 12 to 15. Right. Which, which is know, imp- in, I- in this format, it's pretty important because of how many spots we start. Right. Right, because there's four receivers, three running backs, and two flex. Right, exactly. Right, so, that's crazy. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of look at maybe on my last pick, maybe I should have won a second tight end. Uh, who would you have taken? Uh, either Burton or Herndon. But Burton, mm-hmm. I saw, had some surgery. Yeah, he did. He yeah, did. so that's what scared me off. I was like, mm, I don't know. So, I thought you were a little too soon on Latavius. But no, I did like I Penny. So. I like the Penny pick a lot. How, how is it soon on Latavius? Like RB34? I mean, yeah. look at the running backs that went after him. Well, the question is, is he the goal line back? If he's the goal line back, you, you get like 10 touchdowns, you're happy. Uh, I don't think he's going to get all the goal line carries, but 
they look, he I think he gets 150 to 160 attempts and we're getting a quarter point per attempt in this league. That's true. That's true. No, that's true. Look, the, the Saints run the football, man. They've been top 2 almost every year in the running game. I think he just comes in and and basically does what Ingram did. Maybe Kamari gets a little bit more, but not much more. I don't think they want to overwork him. I don't think they want to give him Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, he's getting 18 touches a game. I think uh, Matthew Berry actually made a really good pick in his uh, 10th round pick after taking Miles Sanders, coming back and taking Jordan Howard. That was smart. I wanted Sanders. That's who I was going to take in that round. I thought you were taking Henderson in that round. uh, Wait. Either one of them. If both were there, I would take them both. But, yeah, those are the two guys that I wanted with Sanders and Henderson, and they both went. I thought Liz Loza made a good pick with Ito Smith. Yeah, look, Freeman, we're hearing good things, but is his body breaking down? You know, yeah. can he handle it? Um, he, he was on my radar. And I don't know, I don't think Ito Smith can be a feature back because he's small, but, you know, if you get him 10 to 12 carries a He game, was very good on the goal line, though. Yeah, he, he, had a str- he had a stretch where he had four rushing touchdowns in five games. Yeah, he was good. He was surprisingly good. And it's a good offense, man. It really is. They pretty much bring back everyone. They bolstered the offensive line in the draft. It's a good offense. No, it's a good offense. I, I like. I think Ito is a, a very underrated player this year. He's very Bilal Powell-esque. And the thing with Penny, too, is even if Carson is the starter— Penny's going to get like 150 No, Penny was, Penny was a great pick. Because and, if Carson gets hurt, oh, forget Penny, Penny's a, a, how, a winner. He looked good last year. Man. Oh, he and did. That, and that wasn't even a good offensive line. No, no. Penny was a home run pick. That's a, that's a pick that you look back and you go, really? He lasted to round 10? That's one of those picks. Yeah, and let's, again, to be clear, people might just be joining us and be like, Penny in round 10? Different league. We start two quarterbacks, two tight ends, three running backs, four receivers, two flex. So this, you're not getting Penny in the 10th round of your typical draft. What round do you think Penny goes in Vegas? Uh, Seven? Yeah, yeah. Six is too soon? Seven is about right? Seven's about right. I think he's right around the RB35 area because that's when you start to get into these PPR specialists, running backs, and the backups. Right. I mean, typically- well, that's the problem is right now in these leagues. I mean, we've got another, what, 12 rounds to go. It's who's taking the right backup who ends up being the starter will probably end up winning the league. Right. And the reason, so, you know, I, we think about these picks quite a bit. The reason why I went with two running backs there was I felt that it was getting thinner at running back quickly. And I think there's more depth at wide receiver. With so many teams using three, four wide receivers, I felt better about getting potential home run picks at wide receiver in the later rounds. It's funny that you said that because I don't disagree with you. But when I saw Mike Williams and Calvin Ridley and right. Shepard, I couldn't pass them I, up. And I understand that because we're on picking on different ends. Right. But again, that's what I did in round seven, eight. I'm like, Tyler Lockett and DJ Moore are here. And right. I looked at the running backs and I'm like, Guys, I mean, question yeah, mark. I'm Andrew. never passing up Mike Williams. Not one, not a guy who could get 80 receptions for a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns. I'm not passing it up. Yeah, man, we all love. Oh, I think we all love Mike Williams here, man. The guy's <laughs> just a beast, man. And yeah. it's crazy because 
you go, well, he had 10 touchdowns on 66 targets, but the guy is 6'4", 6'5", 220. I mean, in the red zone, you should be throwing him all the time, man. Rivers if he had 14 touchdowns next year, I wouldn't be shocked. If, I think you, if you're projecting, you have to go 9 to 10. I mean, right. No, I'm going to project 10, right. but I'm saying to you right here and to everybody listening that if he gets 12 to 14, I won't be shocked because he has that kind of body in that area. And, and Los Angeles is a very potent offense. Yeah. And, you know, especially since they do have a good running game you ha- and you'll have to worry about Hunter Henry in the red zone, that he should get a lot of one-on-one. And Keenan Allen. Now, Keenan Allen's not a big red zone guy, but you still have to worry about him you know, coming out of the slot. But in the red zone, man, if he gets that one-on-one, you get him on a fade in the corner, uh, a slant. And Tyrell I mean, Williams is gone. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing, too, is like people forget, like there were a lot of weeks where Mike Williams wasn't playing a large percentage of the snaps. I mean, he had some games this year that were just terrible. And it's a, then, of course, week 15, the semifinals, man, he just went off with that three-touchdown game against the Chiefs. And then even, oh, it was week 17, he had a big game. So week 15, he had a huge game. Week 16, not a surprise, though. Ravens, one catch, seven yards. Right, right. I, that was terrible. And you, right. and you pretty much had to start him, right? No, like, you had no choices. What do you want to be the idiot that doesn't have him in? Right, unless you were absolutely stacked at wide receiver. Right. All right, let's go through tonight's slate super, super quickly here. Uh, Atlanta against Pittsburgh, Max Fried against Stephen Brault. Yeah, I don't like either pitcher tonight. All right, uh, White Sox against Washington, Ronaldo Lopez against Strasburg. Do we want to start our Nationals? Yeah, you do. Uh, Lopez is a matchup play, uh, so yeah, I think the Nas- Yeah, I think the Nationals are in play as a stack tonight. All right, Yankees against Toronto, Tanaka against Clayton Richard. Uh, I don't think um, I don't think you need to go to Tanaka here on tonight's slate. Uh, I think there's better pitchers, and the Yankees are always uh, always a good stack. All right, San Francisco against the Mets, Bumgarner against Syndergaard. I, I think you have to like Syndergaard. I know he's been frustrating. Uh, but I give him another shot. It's the Giants. Uh, he's the underlying numbers are good. It's just that I think his pitch mix has been a problem too many times with two strikes. He's getting hit, but um, I th- I think I'm going to use him tonight. All right, Tampa Bay against Detroit. Blake Snell against Ryan Carpenter. Definitely Rays. I think are a sneaky stack. Because uh, I think sneaky, th- I don't think I think it's pretty obvious that you think so. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think no, because I think people are going to go Red Sox, Dodgers, Yankees. I don't or- think the Rays are. Sne- I mean, I think the Rays are an, uh, one of the st- stacks for sure. Okay, but I, I do like them tonight as a stack. I'm going to give you a picture I like tonight. Minnesota against Cleveland. Devin Smeltzer. Nobody's going to be on him tonight because he's going up against Bieber. But I think I like him as a as a DK two. Uh, I. Yeah, I mean, he's not a I – ha- I hope he does well since I did pick him up in a league or two uh, with a two-start week. Uh, doesn't throw that hard, like about 89. This is fastball, but he was very good in his first game. So uh, he did have the strikeouts in that first matchup too. He did. All right, Miami against Milwaukee, Pablo Lopez against Chase Anderson. You like I like Chase? Chase Anderson. Yeah, I do too. You're going to chase some uh, victories there? I uh, hope so, man. I, I picked him up in a league and streaming him with a two-start week, so – Colorado against uh, the Cubs. Jeff Hoffman against Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Cubs stack? mm, No, they're not really. uh, They're they're on the lower end tonight for me. They're just too too streaky with their offense. All right, Baltimore versus the Rangers. Smiley against Dylan Bundy. 
How about a little Ranger stacky poo? Bundy has pitched very well lately, but I definitely worry about him in this spot for sure because it is Texas. He is a fly ball pitcher because I actually wanted to stream him this week, but he's at Texas at Houston. I'm like, Ooh. I can't do it. Yeah, oh. it's a rough week. Uh, but, yeah, I think you could look at the Rangers. No Gallo hurts a little bit. And the Orioles might be a sneaky stack. Well, the Orioles are a sneaky stack. I agree with that. What and about, it'll be cheaper. What about – I had the Orioles on Friday night. Remember I gave you that one? I don't remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Orioles and Rockies when we played the Rockies, and I gave you the Orioles, and they scored like nine runs at night. All right, Boston against Kansas City. Eduardo Rodriguez against Glenn Sparkman. Uh, I like Rodriguez. You make him a sucker, but uh, I like Rodriguez. I think he's 8K on DK. I like uh, a Royal stack, Ronis. Just throwing it out there. I like, I mean, the Red Sox stack, obviously. Glenn Sparkman in the Royals bullpen. Yeah. Hello. All right. How about Cincinnati against St. Louis? Genesis Cabrera get lit up by the Reds. Are the Reds a sneaky stack? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like them. Very. Cabrera struggled at AAA and uh, wasn't good in his first start. This might be his only start. You could see Alex Reyes this weekend. Dodgers against the uh, D backs. Taylor Clark. How about a Dodger stack? Yes. I mean, I think we could say that every night. <laughs> All right. Oakland against the Angels. Montas against Canning. I'm not touching this game. Uh, I think Canning's in play because uh, he's been pretty good, man. I've been actually impressed with some of his underlying numbers. I know you don't like to pick on Oakland, but I think Canning's in play. I think Montas too expensive. Houston at Seattle. Wade Miley against Andrew Moore. Oy. Miley's Astros. been good. He yeah. doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. I thought about him, but I probably will not use him in uh, Astro think, Stack. Um, I I don't. They don't. They're not the same offense right now. I, know, I used a couple of their guys, guys yesterday, I know, but I know. I all right. Last one: Philadelphia, San Diego. Chris Paddock's in there against Eikhoff, who's been poo poo. Uh, Pat Paddock's in play. I think a lot of people are not going to use him because it's the Phillies. But McCutcheon's going to be out. We're still waiting word on the MRI. Hurt his knee yesterday. Uh, I could go a little Paddock Smelter. I, I don't think Paddock's going to be that popular tonight. How about a little San Diego stack? Yeah, you can. Uh, that'll definitely be sneaky. All right, who's, who's coming up in hour number two? Uh, Frank Stample from FNTSY will join me at 3.20 p.m. Eastern. All right, guys. That sounds great. All right, this is Dr. Roto saying be well, take care. Remember, check out Play FFWC. Sign up now for one of our drafts. We'll see you out there in Vegas, hopefully. This is Dr. Roto saying... Stay tuned. Another hour with Adam Ronis right after this.